Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Monday Mini, where, yes, uh, we're going down a little dark path. So let's go ahead and give you a content warning for domestic violence, violence against women, mentions of sexual assault and harassment. And we are talking about specific cases of incel uh, mass shooters. So yeah, if that's not your jam, I get it. If that's not what you need to hear today, I get that too. So you might want to bypass this. But the reason we are talking about this today, the National Threat Assessment with uh, the Secret Service actually recently released a new study about incels or anti-feminist groups recently. Because of this report, we wanted to come out and and talk a little bit about it. Um, And just as a reminder, an incel is defined as a member of an online community of young men who consider themselves unable to attract women sexually, typically associated with views that are hostile still toward women and men who are sexually active. Um, And of course, that kind of gets a little bit bigger when we talk about the whole understanding of involuntarily celibate, uh, blaming women all right. We also have that conversation about the nice guy, the quote-unquote nice guy. And of course, the conversation that we've had about not all men, but all men. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Before we start, though, I did want to kind of talk about this article. Annie, are you ready for it? I hope so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no one really is, as are they? Mm. Um, but they've been reporting about this specific study that had just been released. Um, and I want to read the article written in Reuters uh, that was released on March 15th. So uh, the U.S. report identifies misogynist incels as violence threat. So misogynistic extremists like the incel who murdered two women and injured four more at the Florida yoga studio present signs that can be detected to reduce the likelihood of violent crimes, a new U.S. government report says. The findings came in a national threat assessment released by the U.S. Secret Service on Thursday, so that means of the March 15th week, based on a case study of the 2018 shooting at the Tallahassee Hot Yoga Studio, where a 40-year-old former U.S. Army officer opened fire and then killed himself. And y'all, the report is actually titled Hot Yoga 
So when I was looking this up, I was really confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> about what Fair. it was yes. so, <laughs> not funny but kind of like why did you title it like this mm-hmm. okay I guess mm-hmm. it's better than saying the name of the dude I don't know it seems weird yeah. but whatever <laughs> so in the report it says hatred of women and the gender based violence that is associated with it requires increased attention from everyone with a role in public safety uh, the Tallahassee killer fit the profile of an involuntary celibate or an incel for short men who are unable to achieve a romantic and or sexual relationship to which they feel entitled also known as anti-feminist incels can espouse a specific type of misogynistic extremism They communicate with each other through the online manosphere with an array of forums that promote male-dominant views, extreme ideologies of anti-women hatred, and sexual objectification of women and calls for violence. The threat is represented not just in high-profile cases, but in more common crimes such as stalking or domestic abuse. Responding to the threats require collaboration from law enforcement, the courts, mental health providers, and advocates working against domestic violence and hate crimes. So this is in the report. Um, And besides the obvious displays of extreme misogyny, a potential attacker may show signs of trouble through other behaviors, including despair, a need for belonging or connection with others, a desire for attention or notoriety. The Tallahassee shooter, a self-described misogynist, had raised concerns for years from his parents, employers, classmates, and the military and the school district where he was a substitute teacher. So that's the actual article about it. And um, within the actual study case, so they go, they break down all of the events of this dude's life. Then they break down the days before and after. He also had, not too surprising, a lot of things posted or blogged uh, about his hatred of women and, and, and wanting to find justice. But he, as unstable as he was, was what we would consider uh, accomplished, if you will. So he was an Eagle Scout. In high school, he was a, a senior class vice president. He was an athlete in football. He had a bachelor's degree and two master's degree. He was a U.S. Army officer and became a public school teacher. So just like by record alone, he seemed to be Okay, quote unquote. But of course, in this report, they talk about some really big red flags that was ignored, including the fact that one of his best friends uh, had received a link from him, which talked about the violence that he wanted to commit. And the girlfriend of the friend reported him to the police, yet nothing happened. And he was able to buy a weapon, which caused all this destruction. And in this same report that details that it, it actually says in the conclusion, uh, the case study also highlights the specific threat posed by misogynistic extremism. Hatred of women and the gender-based violence that is associated with it requires increased attention from everyone with a role in public safety. Regardless of whether an individual self-affixes a label to their extremist beliefs, such as incel or anti-feminist, the individual's behavior should remain the primary focus. So, and then it, it talks about conducting a behavioral threat assessment involving uh, individuals who has elicited concerns and subscribes to extreme behaviors, um, and that it shouldn't be limited to the ideology itself. And I think that's really important that we talk about that. But I think it's interesting that they took this one case when we know there's been so many other cases that has happened as recent as Atlanta the Atlanta shootings, uh, as well as what happened with the Canadian uh, shootings in California as well, uh, Virginia Tech. There's so many examples of concerns that we really need to have a conversation about. And even though this is a step in trying to actually identify this harmful, 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 and really dangerous group or community, 
there's this also like like the article said it's too broad it's it's too focused because this is a whole bigger broader topic because it's not just extremists right can i rant for a sec please Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank, a national association, member FDIC. I remember when we did that episode on Enzels, and we were both scared. Like, we were afraid of what would happen to us. And to me, that, like, a lot of women have been dealing with this problem for a long time. And we've known about it. And it's kind of frustrating. Like, I'm glad to see this step, but it's kind of like, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why we haven't, this hasn't happened already when we have all of these examples and we have all of this toxic stuff that we bring up. And especially like on this show. And And as you said, you know, it's, it's bigger than just one group because when we talk about gaming and, you know, like Gamergate, there's that. And like in every aspect of industry almost, like every part of our lives, it, it exists. Um, and it's part of that kind of rape culture, patriarchy thing we talk about all the time. But like this, I feel like should have been like, yes, and cells are bad. <laughs> right. Should have been a thing. <laughs> it should be, I think it should be monitored. Like he, he had his whole plan essentially just out there talking about how he was going to punish women because they didn't want him uh, and punish men that were in his way essentially or better looking than him. But 
that's even bigger in that conversation of how quickly do we take something and say, this is serious. Like y'all think it's joke, but it's not. And we need to have mm-hmm. this conversation. So in TikTok right now, <laughs> always bringing it back to TikTok in my Monday mornings, apparently, there mm-hmm. was a trend and it was pretty much made up of younger folks. So when I say younger, I mean like probably fresh out of high school, if not still in high school, maybe early college, like that group of people that have been posting behind the song that's supposed to be like, you know, no one can treat you better than this type of conversation. It's supposed to be kind of a, oh, I wish you would see me, I guess, song. I don't oh. know, like too deep. Like I, the minute you hear this tune, it's, it's been trending. And in it, it shows a dude or a person. Typically, it's a dude. That's the ones I've seen just standing there. And the little probably, what if we went on a date? What if I took you on this date and... For example, one of them said, and I took you bowling, and instead of throwing the ball down, I crushed your head with the ball. Wouldn't that be funny? And then there was another one about what if we went swimming or boating and I drowned you? Ha, ha, ha. And everybody was like, what the hell is this? Hey, TikTok, what the hell is this? And many of them were not taken down. People took it as a joke. And and there are so many people, including women, young women, in their talking about it as a joke. Oh my, she'd be like, oh my God, that's the perfect date. Oh my God, this is amazing. Oh my God, you're so funny. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and most of the majority of our generation, I think people who are about, you know, 25 and older are like, what the f***? Mm-hmm. This is not funny and to the point that one of the creators got so upset and rightly so, she would take those videos, duet them or, or stitch them as they would call it, either one of those, and put up actual incidents that were similar to what they were quote-unquote joking about. So right. when we talk, there's so many incidents of, of these things where women were pushed off a cliff. We know this. Uh, we Recently, a couple of years ago, we had a dude, a newlywed, who pushed his wife off a cliff. And it, we were like, what? During his honeymoon, we've had the incidents, you know, and we know that the highest target and those most endangered are, are pregnant and are in the middle of trying to separate. So those are the most vulnerable group of people and when we have these little jokes that really just desensitizes the community about what is happening, it's such a bigger conversation. And the fact that TikTok, a giant platform, as we talked about earlier, being one the biggest platform at one point, allowing these videos to say that it doesn't hold any violations is absurd. Sure, he may not, they may not be targeting specific people, but this rhetoric should A, be a red flag, should be flagged by the FBI and or any kind of security, and should be noted as this is bad and why do we think this is funny? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been thinking about that a lot lately, and it kind of reminds me of um, the episode we did on the misogyny and like pop punk emo music, where I loved a lot of that music when I was a kid. But when I got older, I was like, this is really toxic and damaging. And it's sort of joking about violence against women, which is being glorified as romantic, uh, as in he, she didn't understand him, so it was in his right to act in this violent manner. And so many things where, as women, we're on these platforms where it's just expected that we'll, like, shrug off this joke that is real to us, that is something we deal with every day, and now we're dealing with it on this platform. Like, we can't escape from it on this thing we use to escape from things. Right. I'm baffled that it took this long 
for us to talk about this because this one shooting that you were talking about was in 2018. Um, several of the incidents we've talked about was way back when. So the Virginia Tech shooting happened in 2007. I, I don't think it was specifically an incel incident, but he definitely was unhappy and was kind of like, I can't get a relationship. I'm not loved. Um, we also had, again, Atlanta shooting and then the Isla Vista shootings in 2014. So it's been around. And honestly, these are just classified because they were being yeah. able to see it. There's probably so many more. And we know when it comes to domestic violence, we know when it comes to partner deaths, a lot of it has the same little rhetoric of misogyny and hate for women. Like, let's just be very mm -hmm. honest. This is hate for women. The Atlanta shooting is a prime example of hating women. Hating women, he hated himself, and that's what it became. And it was very targeted. It was obviously very targeted to Asian people, Asian women, um, which is a whole different conversation. But that that's the that's the point of this is that it's been rolling out. It's been a conversation. It's been something that we've been talking about. Same way as we talk about QAnon, as well as talking about the January 6th insurrection, as well as um, the anti-abortion protesters and the bombings and such. These are very heavily misogynistic leaning towards the anti-women, anti-feminist conversation. And this is where we're at. But this is that whole other point is I just recently seen, and it has nothing to do with this specifically, but I'm talking more about the attitude. And I'm very upset, actually. I'm not going to say anything specifically, but on our on my personal like social media page, someone posted an article about the Will Smith incident. And we're not talking about that because that's not our lane. I'm going to keep that <laughs> here. Most of this conversation is not our lane. As not a part of the Black community, uh, myself who is not disabled, uh, I don't feel like this is our lane, honestly, other than we were shocked and we're like, what is going on? But the conversation about came out and I think someone was talking about violence is not the answer. Uh, you know, does she really need someone to stay, speak up for her? All these things. And there was a woman on the comments talking about how, oh, I thought the new feminist was supposed to be, you know, this whole not that girl and don't the pick me girls and all these things. It was so far off that I was like. What is she trying to say? And yes, it was a woman who identifies mm -hmm. as a woman. And I kind of came back and tried to read that. What she was saying essentially was that, you know, women don't need people's protection. She should have had the balls herself to handle it. She didn't need will. It's also a little bit misogynistic, blah, 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 blah. So it literally, it has become a whole conversation about anti-feminism in this rhetoric. And it, no matter what the sentiment that I'm like, how did we even, okay, I kind of get this. But how did we get to the point that we were victim blaming? Like at this point when she really, other than being the person who got focused on and it's about, she really had nothing to do with it. But yet you're using this as, this is why feminism is bad. Oh, look at this new wave feminism. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think we've seen a lot of that in, in these movements that we're talking about and um, in these tragedies that we're talking about where there's, you know, the traditional wife or go, getting back to traditional feminine versus masculine um, values and uh, women being a part of that as well. Like, you know, wanting to get back to being the traditional wife and kind of lampooning or like enacting even, yeah, violence or even like online censorship or attacking for anyone who is not doing that um, right. or in their mind failing, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So there, that is a big yeah. part of it. 
Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands. Not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. This is that bigger conversation of, thank God, uh, the Violence Against Women's Act has come back um, and that there's a few more things that we could talk about. Does it still need a lot of work? Yes, beyond. But is crawling its way? to helping, I guess, um, in its infancy is what I mean. And I think a part of this also, when we talk about this, is that we still have to have that same rhetoric of when a woman goes through something so harmful, so triggering, so traumatic, uh, that people's reaction is, well, you need to do these things, or these are the things that you should have done, or why did you do these things? And when that becomes a first response, that is the heavy-laden misogyny, internalized misogyny that we need to talk about. Let's give up terming things, because I hate it. This whole pick-me why do we even have that? We don't need, I don't need to ostracize other women who are just falling into that same internalized misogyny that she can't let go of or they can't let go of. And that's the problem that we should be addressing. I know there's different ways to do it. And I know some people will never let go of it. And that's harmful and it makes me sad. But to term something, you're, oh, you're a pick me girl is not helpful. This again, once again, puts another woman against another woman when we start having those conversations, and, and it allows for that. This whole competing with women, seeing this, whether you are a feminist and then you to use that term, it's not helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many things that I, I see unraveling, obviously, as we keep having these conversations, and I'm really glad for it. I hate that they, I know why they did it, that they, they just took this one case, but I hope they keep following these different cases and we talk about the deeper issue, like finally approaching mass shootings and mass killings in a way that's coming for the underlying issues instead of just being like, oh, he had a breakdown. He killed somebody. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the deep depth of it all. And the, the, the idea that, yeah, this deep-rooted misogyny 
this hate for women in general and this hate for someone who you feel like should be owned by you is the bigger conversation when it comes to things like mass shooting. When you feel like you've been wronged by something, most likely there is a hate that was already there. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that we... I hope that we follow through with this and I'm sure we'll keep having these conversations on here. But yeah, it's just, it's disheartening. I know I'm like preaching to the choir, but it's disheartening because we've been saying it all along. Like we keep seeing this same thing and we keep just being like, well, we'll move on from that until the next one. And right. we all know there's going to be a next one. And that's like, right. I guess, okay with us. Right. awful. Right. Mm-hmm. I say we definitely have to keep paying attention to reports like this and talk about these because it does encourage more data and hopefully more funding to find mm-hmm. out what's going on. I, Of course, a part of that is, hey, he was able to access gun pretty easily um, mm-hmm. when he had already some accusations, wrongful a- accusations as a substitute teacher and, and such. So there's a whole other conversation to be had on that. But hey. Yeah. Well, and also a lot of them have a history of domestic abuse. And again, right. we're not listening to women or giving them the, where they feel safe enough to come forward uh, with those accusations. Essentially, I mean, for this case in itself, uh, not only did we talk about the the friend's wife, by the way, or the friend's girlfriend, someone who had to report him, not the friend, and that's a whole different conversation in itself, but his parents, including his mom, would hide away from him and then also hide the other girls away, like young nieces and such. That's a huge telltale sign. Again, though, I don't want to focus too in on this. Like, yes, that seems obvious. But even with the obvious, no one did. (laughs) There's oftentimes those who want to pretend like the nice guy that you should be able to quote unquote trust Mm -hmm. that are just as. So when we talk about all men, it's not that, all men are bad, but we have to assume all mm-hmm. men are bad for our own safety. Um. <laughs> yes. Oh, well. <sighs> it's a heavy one, but necessary. Oh, Gotta have these sorry. conversations. You know, I love being a downer. No, no, it's great. We need it. Well, listeners, if you have any thoughts on this, if you have any ideas for subjects we should talk about, please email us. Our email is Stephanie and MomStuff at iHeartMedia.com. You can also find us on Twitter at MomStuffPodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. The state of Tennessee is one of the few places where the sounds are just as breathtaking as the sights. Whether that's live music at a historic music venue, the crack of an open fire at a campsite in the wilderness, or hearing kids laughing as they explore what's right around the bend, Tennessee just sounds perfect. Start planning your trip at tnvacation.com. Tennessee.
Sounds perfect. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions.